Despite being one of the most well-documented and discussed periods of history, the true roots of the French Revolution and Napoleonic era remains largely obscured. As this book will make abundantly clear, that is no mere accident. Discover the conspiracy at the heart of one of the bloodiest eras in human history. In Anatomy of a Revolution, the true story of the French Revolution and Napoleonic Wars by Scipio Eruditus. Available exclusively at thefirmamentalpodcast.com. Hello, America. It's your favorite president of all time, according to very reliable sources. I've done it all. Built skyscrapers, written bestsellers, and even had my own hit reality show where I perfected the art of the catchphrase. You're fired. Ring any bells? Of course it does. It's fabulous. It's famous. It's fantastic. But even more fantastic is the Great Sword of the Spirit podcast. Joe is a great teacher, folks. He really is. You should listen. You might even learn something which would be great. Make Bible studies great again with Joe and the fantastic Sword of the Spirit podcast. Pre-millennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey there, folks. This is Joe Ruscielo, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever and whenever you're listening, it's always, always, always my prayer that you'll also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right. <laughs> and uh, thank you, folks. We are once again broadcasting to you live, in, not in front of a studio audience. And uh, we are very, very happily here at the Asylum Studios. And it has been... Oh my, quite the asylum of over the last couple of days. We have so many things going on. It's, uh, it's crazy the things that have been going on with us here over at the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And um, a lot of developments coming down the road. So hopefully, my friends, hopefully, uh, these are going to be great things coming. And uh, we're going to do the very best we can, like the president said, to make Bible studies great again. Uh, but it is, again, a beautiful day here in the city of Eagle Pass, and uh, we are downtown here and having a great time putting together something that I hope and I pray will be something that will last uh, for quite, quite some time. And uh, we'll get into that in, uh, you know, and in the days and weeks to come. But uh, it has definitely been a whirlwind of a week for us here and uh, a lot of developments coming uh, things that uh, Mr. Producer and I have been working on and talking with uh, with the folks over at uh, at Podhome, 
And um, wow, just so many things. We are in the process of developing a, uh, a network of our own, which we'll talk about uh, as uh, more things develop with that. Uh, but we are looking to uh, to add on some really great, great podcasts and live broadcasts and to bring all that stuff to you at absolutely no charge. Uh, all we ask is that if you do receive something from this program and these, this network and these broadcasts that we're doing, uh, that you would consider a value-for-value value, uh, contribution to help keep things going. So uh, definitely something to think about, something to talk about as the days and weeks come, and we are so excited about that. Also, we also want to say thank you so much to Barry over at podhome.fm, our, our host platform. Um, so uh, we had some problems last week. I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, the uh, Sunday's show went up late on all of the distribution because we had some Internet problems here. And, uh, you know, uh, Barry was great. We were communicating, uh, you know, directly by the phone and, and through texts and emails and, and whatnot. And uh, he really did go out of his way to make sure that this show, got, that uh, Sunday's show got posted. And uh, so, again, thank you so much to Barry and the, and the folks over at podhome.fm. Uh, I'm telling you, and I, and I told this to Barry as well, and, and, and I'll say the same thing to you. The, probably the best decision that I could have made was bringing the podcast over to Podhome. The, uh, the customer service has been phenomenal. The technology is incredible, and it keeps getting better and better and better every day. And if you're listening to this and you are a podcaster or you like doing live shows and uh, you're, you're thinking about making a move to, to, a, to another host platform, I'm going to tell you podhome.fm is the place to go. Uh, you're not going to get anything better than this. It's fantastic, and it's a real pl- privilege to be a part of it, and especially uh, doing the live broadcasts through Podhome. Uh, especially when it started as a beta uh, program. It was fantastic to be a part of that, and I really appreciate the invitation to it. And uh, we are so excited to be a part of it, and it's a great thing. And we'll be working with Barry. Uh, Mr. Producer and I will be working with Barry uh, in the days and weeks ahead to bring you something really special, and we are looking forward to that. Now, tonight, we're going to be getting into uh, part three already, believe it or not, of our examination of the indicators of the last days. And uh, over the last week or so that I've been uh, in, in prep for this particular episode, but in, in, in the series as a whole, uh, you know, we have uh, we've isolated several things in this series about how you can absolutely know that we live in the last days. And uh, one of those particular indicators is the rise of anti-Semitism. Now, tonight, we're going to examine anti-Semitism, and we're going to define it. We're going to examine the root of it. We're going to look at examples from uh, from Genesis to Revelation. So uh, it's it's pretty much going to be uh, kind of like uh, going to be preaching to you from, from or teaching from Genesis all the way through the whole Bible tonight, and that's going to be exciting. And, uh, and then, Lord willing, next week, we're going to end up talking more about um, about modern anti-Semitism and uh, what's been going on in the last 100, 200 years uh, and what's going on presently. And, uh, you know, why all these indicators uh, just seem to be just seem to keep pointing to the fact that Jesus Christ is coming again soon. Very soon, folks. Very, very soon. And I and I, I sincerely hope that you're ready. I, I sincerely hope you're ready. All right, now, before we get into uh, the rest of the Bible study for tonight, I'm going to ask you to do, as usual, just a couple of quick things for me. First of all, if you would, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, head over to our contact section. And why don't you send us over a message? 
you, know, you can let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, uh, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. Now, uh, I mentioned last week that we haven't been uh, going over the prayer, request, prayer requests on the air, um, mostly because it's been hard to get updates. I mean, we've been praying a lot about a lot of things for a long time. And uh, so we're trying to clean up the prayer list. So we hope to have that that uh, that portion of our show available again very, very soon. So in the meantime, don't forget, just send them on over. Uh, I, I love it. I love to pray over these things with you. I love to pray over these needs for you. And it all goes along with Scripture. You know, we have to bear one another's burdens. So uh, it's it's a blessing to be able to pray. It's a blessing to be able to spend time with the Lord. So please don't forget. Send over those prayer requests. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's totally fine with me. You can always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, also, folks, if while you're on the website, if you would, please look for that support button on the homepage as well. Uh, you know, as you know, we are uh, we are slowly migrating our way into the podcasting 2.0 environment, and it's a it's been a blessing to be a part of it. Uh, so far, and uh, it, it's just incredible how quickly, quickly, quickly these things are, have been changing and growing. Oh, and before I forget, uh, very, very important, if you are listening to us on uh, Spotify, uh, just want to give you a heads up that uh, we have notified Spotify that um, we are no longer going to be distributing to Spotify. All right, uh, and that's our choice. Nothing happened between us and Spotify. Nothing, you know, nothing bad. But uh, we've decided that it just doesn't benefit uh, the podcast to be with Spotify. So uh, we really don't have a very big following on Spotify. So there's not much, you know, that's going to be impacted. Uh, so if you are listening on Spotify, if you're one of those tens of people that are on there, uh, you could find us on some of these new modern podcasting apps. All you have to do is head on over to our website. There's a link on our website to the modern podcasting apps and uh, get yourself on them. One of the one of the great ones that I like to use, and, I, and I've been using it pretty much exclusively over the last uh, several, I want to say about a month, maybe a little more than a month, is Fountain. And uh, Fountain's a great app. I, I, I really enjoy using it. Uh, I love the fact that you could you could uh, you could earn uh, satoshis as you're um, as you're listening to your favorite podcast, and uh, that's 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 really it's a blessing. And and on, on top of that, you could also if you're listening to something like if you're listening to us on on uh, on Fountain, uh, hopefully, Lord willing, we should be live on Fountain right now. I know we're live on Podcast Guru, and uh, hey, folks on Podcast Guru, it's great to see you and. Um, we uh, one of the great things about these modern podcasting apps is that if you're during the course of the show and you're listening, you can boost us. You can you can throw us a couple of satoshis, and we would really really appreciate that. So uh, it's a great great thing these new modern podcasting apps, and that's part of the reason why we're separating ourselves from from uh, from Spotify. And, and and as we move forward with this, there'll be others as well that we'll be pulling out of. But uh, it's a it's a great, great environment, the uh, Podcasting 2.0, and uh, I really, really recommend if you're a podcaster, get into it. Get into it. You will only benefit from it. It is growing quick, and uh, it, it's it's making podcasting great again, right? <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Also, uh, value for value. We are also part of the value for value, uh, I guess, ecosphere, if you want to put it that way. 
I'm sure uh, Mr. Producer will correct me as I'm going. Uh, and we, hey, listen, and by the way, folks, we, we have come into the 20th century. Now, I know it's the 21st, but we've come to the 20th century. We now have some, uh, some features available to us where we can communicate. Because, you know, uh, Mr. Producer is not here with me in Texas. He's uh, way, way up in the northeast, northwest, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, so we, uh, we, we communicate mostly during the course here through, through little chats and emails and text messages. But now we're using, we're using a, a platform called Signal. And uh, it's it's great because it's it's like an instant message program, yeah. But you know what? It, this it's it's perfect for what we're using it for, and it's a it's it's great because we can have that contact, and it's right in my face. It's on one of my monitors here, so it's I don't have to look at my phone and get totally distracted. All right, so. Uh, if you are listening and, and you are interested in helping us out, you know, if, if, uh, if you feel that the Lord's leading you to uh, contribute to us, whether it's through, uh, through a, a, a contribution of any amount, you can do that now on our website through PayPal. Or if you want to do the uh, value for value, you want to send us over a few Satoshis, little tips here or there to, as we go through. Uh, as long as you are receiving something from this we, and, uh, and, and you feel that, uh, that, that you want to contribute to it, we would appreciate that. And you can contribute in three ways. You can contribute. We call it the three T's, your time, your talent, or your treasure. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Like, um, for example, Brother Claude, he's, he's, uh, he's donating a lot of his time and talent to, uh, to getting us uh, uh, moving along here and, and all these developments that are coming through. And it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, it, and I really do appreciate him and I appreciate all the work he's doing. As a matter of fact, if you head over to our website, uh, at the very bottom on the left side, you're going to see a link to, uh, to uh, uh, Claude's information. Hit him up. Let him know what you need, and if he can help you out, I'm sure he will. Uh, I know he's not only producing this podcast, but he's also producing others, and um, uh, it, it's great to have him. It's great to be working with him, and, and he's a great guy, and I love talking to him. We have a lot of laughs, and we have a few inside jokes that uh, might come out every now and then during the course of a broadcast, and you know, just don't worry about it. We know what we're talking about, and if you want to get in the know on that, just keep listening. Keep listening. All right. Now, uh, the other thing also, too, now that we have a producer, anytime something goes wrong, like we had last week, well, guess what? You can blame him because that's what the producer's for, right? All right. Don't blame the host anymore. Blame the producer. All right. So, uh, again, why don't you pray about how you want to help us out if you can. Uh, and if these podcasts, if these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, shape, or form, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry. Now, somebody had actually asked me what that means to become an active part of the ministry. Well, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a deacon. I'm not, uh, I'm not ordained into any particular position or office. I don't hold any position at my, at my local church. I'm just a member. Um, so uh, uh, this is a ministry that, that that the Lord has put in front of us, and uh, and uh, so I forgot where I was going with this. I'm just rambling, rambling on. Um, well, anyway, see, this is what happens when you get to be my age. You tend to forget things. Um, <laughs> well, becoming an active part of the ministry, right, right, right. Thank you very much. I was talking about uh, a question that somebody had at, had asked about. The ministry. Uh, when you, when we say that you're becoming an active part of the ministry, we're talking about you're praying for us. If you're contributing any uh, any financial, if you're able to com- contribute financially, your financial contributions uh, go towards uh, purchasing Bibles. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had the the privilege and the blessing of sending out a Bible uh, to one of our new listeners uh, just last week, and uh, we're, we were excited about doing that. It was a blessing, and 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 I know that that it was well received. 
And then um, we also, uh, you know, we also send out contributions to uh, to missionaries that are serving actively across the world. So uh, your contributions um, go very, very far, and that's what it is to become an active part of this ministry. And not only that, but also your prayers. Your prayers are an active part of the ministry. So, uh, so, so no matter how you help us out with that, you're taking part in this, and that's a blessing. That's a real blessing. And uh, just know that your contributions, whatever it is, whether it's your time, your talent, your treasure, your prayers, whatever it is, your contributions really do go a long way, and we are very, very, very thankful for it. Now, of course, uh, first and foremost for myself, I always want to take a moment to give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, God has blessed us so, so much, way beyond anything that uh, we ask for or that we deserve. I should say it that way, anything that we deserve. Um, and one of the one of the greatest gifts that the Lord has given me was the gift of salvation. And uh, I got saved uh, over 20 years ago by listening to a, a, a Bible study radio broadcast on an AM station up in New York City. And because uh, I don't know if you figured that out, I am not a native Texan. I am from New York, but uh, Texas is my home. Texas is my country. And uh, I am absolutely 100% Texas first in everything. So now that I'm going to come off my political grandstand, don't forget to get out there and vote, folks in Texas. It's uh, it's primary time, okay? Early voting is taking place right now. Get out there and vote, vote, vote. A lot of things uh, depend on your participation in your government, all right? Anyway, uh, so thank you, of course. I want to say thank you to the Lord for the gift of salvation. And it was up in New York City that I heard this radio broadcast on an AM station. And... Um, the message was a message on hell. Who's going there? And uh, it just, to me, it just felt like at the end of every sentence, you know, I heard that small, soft voice saying, hey, Joe, I'm talking to you, man. This is for you. You got to get saved. You're on your way to hell. And uh, to be honest with you folks, I mean, it's literally scared the hell out of me. No pun intended. It scared the hell out of me. So I made it a point to reach out to that pastor and, uh, and, and I praise the Lord for him because uh, we met up one evening. Uh, we went to have a meal together, and uh, it's the first time I met him. And uh, we talked about the Lord. We talked about what he's been doing in my life. And, and, uh, uh, and we went out onto a pier on uh, West Street and Canal Street and Pier 34. It was the second, third bench off the gate. And he led me to the Lord Jesus Christ right there out of his King James Bible. And uh, from that point on, it has been an amazing, an amazing journey. Now, have I lived perfectly my entire walk with the Lord? Absolutely not. And you know what? I, I defy anyone to tell me that they have. Okay? I defy anyone. The only one who walked perfectly on this earth was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And then the reason why he could do that is because he himself was God manifest in the flesh. So... Uh, so uh, it, it, I've done things in my Christian walk that I never would have imagined doing, uh, traveling to other states and preaching in front of large groups of folks and, and uh, teaching Bible studies and, and doing this. Uh, you know, I've, I've done, I had a little stint in secular radio back up in New York City with the internet radio with, uh, with a bunch of friends of mine. We had a blast doing that, uh, but it was secular. It was mostly political and we uh, had a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, 
in the back of my mind, this is something I've wanted to do. As a matter of fact, uh, with the producer up there, we were talking about uh, branching off and doing some kind of a Bible study program like this. Um, but alas, uh, Texas called, and here I am, and here we're doing it now. So this ministry that God has given me to do this has been absolutely amazing, and serving Him in every way possible, none of it would have happened without salvation, without getting saved, without calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ, without putting my full faith, tr faith trust, and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, if I, I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't get saved, I'd be doing this like Joel Osteen does, you know. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to throw digs yet. We'll do that later. Uh, but I really do appreciate this platform. I really do. I, I appreciate the opportunity that God has given me through this podcast. I mean, this podcast has been distributed all across this country and all across this beautiful plane on which you live, and uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing how many people we can reach for the Lord Jesus Christ through this medium. It's, it's just unbelievable when you think about it. I, I was actually looking at our uh, analytics and uh, just to get an idea of where we're being heard and, and folks, I mean, all over the world, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It blows me away. Uh, and uh, I am incredibly thankful for it because I know that I am far from perfect. This is far from a perfect podcast. Um, you know, we leave all of the mistakes, all the flubs, all the all the uh, stumbling, all that stuff, all the breaths, everything that that some of these lunatics out there that do podcasts uh, like to edit out because they want it to sound so perfect. You know what? That's not the point. One of our listeners actually uh, made a comment on uh, a post on our Good Pods platform uh, regarding the uh, the little mistakes and problems that we had on Sunday on Sunday afternoon's program on the Sermon Sunday broadcast. And uh, if you hadn't heard that, if you didn't know, uh, part of the problem here was is that uh, there was a, a there was an, an error between moving files around because all of our computers here are synced together. So if you move a file on one computer, it moves it on the other one, and things got moved around. So it just messed up everything. Um, but uh, the comment was because uh, brother brother Tobin, who who you know, you've probably mentioned him before, he. He had made a comment on the post, or he liked the post, and I and I commented back to him, telling him, you know, yeah, even with all the technical problems, you know, thank you, I appreciate the comments, and so on and so forth. And uh, and that th this woman, she responded to it, and she's been listening for a while. I, I see her name pop up frequently in the comments, and uh, you know, she basically said, you know, it's not it's not the it's, it's it's the content that matters. You know, all the other stuff is just like fluff. I'm paraphrasing what she said, of course, but everything else that doesn't matter. The mistakes, the flubs, the errors, the goofs, the, the missed cues, and all that stuff, none of that matters. What matters is the Word of God. And if there's anything that I try to do, every single show is present the Word of God. And, and, I, and I hope that comes through to you guys. And, I, and, I, and, and well, from the numbers that we're seeing, I mean, it looks like it is. And believe me, folks, I'm not patting myself on the back. I mean, look, I told, I told Brother Claude earlier, uh, Mr. Producer over here, that... That uh, I was having one of those days where I was ready to take this thing and, and go down to the Rio Grande over here and just throw it all in the throw it all in the river, you know. It's just one of those things. Um, but this is an absolute blessing, and I'm thankful for it, and I appreciate it. And it's just an incredible way to get the gospel out to so many people, and it's, it's amazing. And now I also want to say thank you uh, to all of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you, and God bless you for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us here at the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, please continue to pray for uh, for the ministry here, first of all. Please continue to pray for uh, for the developments that we've been making. Please continue to pray for uh, for my family, for, for, for uh, Mr. Producer and his family, because all of this stuff that we do— 
takes so much time away from from our family, our friends, and 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 you know things that are important to us in our life as as well as you know the Word of God. And um, you know, I know that uh, that. That uh, that Claude has been talking about, uh, you know, missing opportunities to go out on date nights with his wife and spending time with his kids. So, you know, it's it's a, you know, we appreciate those prayers. So please continue to pray for us, and please continue to pray uh, as we develop uh, these projects that we're working on. Like I said, they're going to be great. You know, we're working on a, developing a network, and uh, and uh, Claude and I are working on a little side project of our own, and it's going to be a, a lot of fun. It's going to be a hoot and a holler, as they say around here. And we're excited about it. So please continue to pray for us, and thank you so much for those prayers. Also, for those of you who are still currently supporting us, thank you so much for your financial support, and God bless you for it. We really do appreciate uh, all of your financial support. And again, like I said, it does go out. It, it's a, it's a, it goes out to so many different things. I mean, like I said, Bibles and and tracks and uh, keeping the lights on um, and uh, and and. Uh, missionary support and so on and so forth, and, and I'm and I tell you, and I'm serious when I tell you this, not a penny of this goes in my pocket. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Everything that comes in goes right back out, whether it's to pay fees or whether it's to the Bibles, the tracks, or the min- or the missionaries. It all goes out, and it's all thanks to you, and we appreciate that, and uh, uh, we thank you so much for it. Now, also, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of our listeners who listen in faithfully to everything that we've been putting out there. Thank you so much. Thank you for keeping us high up there on the charts, especially um, especially with good pods, because you know that's really the only one we can track where we are uh, as far as uh, they have a, with their ranking system. Uh, but it's a blessing, and it's, it's again, it's not patting myself on the back or or clawing the back for anything that we're doing because. Um, you know, being up and high in the charts like that, it, we're seen when people log into the website. Like if you went to Good Pods right now and you logged in, they'll show you the top 100 podcasts for this past week. And uh, we're number one. We're right there. So folks are going to look at that. They're going to see that. It's going to pique curiosity. They're going to tune in. They're going to listen. They're going to hear the Word of God. And you know what? If they're not saved, they might get saved. And that's what this is all about, folks. This is what it's all about. So thank you so very, very much for it. And uh, please, please remember to, to continue to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, with all of that said, how about we get to some announcements? Ended faster than I thought. Sorry, caught me in mid slurp. All right, folks, uh, we are, uh, of course, are back with our Thursday night Bible studies. We are back live, and we are so happy to be live with you guys again. And uh, again, thanks to, to uh, Mr. Producer, and thanks to uh, everybody's prayers for uh, helping us get here again. Uh, but our Thursday night Bible study is uh, is going on. We're chugging along here, and we're talking about the indicators of the last days. And uh, our Bible study is every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can hear that live right here on SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com and uh, several of the uh, modern podcasting apps like Podcast Guru and Fountain and uh, a few others are broadcasting us live as well. So that's huge. It's a blessing, and we're thankful for it. 
Uh, so, uh, again, we're talking about the indicators of the last days every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're also on back on our Sermon Sunday schedule, and um, uh, we are uh, broadcasting live at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, you know, I interesting backstory here. Do you know why I, I always mention 4 p.m. or whatever it is, Eastern Time? That's because my family is back in, in New York. So, so um, for, I, I put that in there for my mom's sake, you know, and uh, after she passed uh, this past July, I just haven't had the heart to change it and take it out. So I, that's why I leave it there. But um, I don't know if anybody's interested in hearing that. I just felt like I wanted to say that. Uh, the last couple of days, my sister and I have been talking quite a bit about mom and uh, and, and the things that uh, that we miss so much about having both of our parents. You know, my, our, our dad had passed away a couple of years ago. And now my mom last year. Um, and it's a it's a very it's a very um, it's a very weird feeling not having mom and dad around, you know, especially for us. Uh, so it's it's a, they're a very very important part of our lives, and uh, you know we think about them every day, and uh, we're thankful that they were saved. They may have gotten saved later in life, but praise the Lord, they got saved. My dad got saved a few days before he passed away. My mom got saved a little before that, and um, it's 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 been uh, just. It's, it's, it's been amazing to see that happen, and that's, that's the reason why we leave the Eastern time in there, at least I do. And uh, so our Sermon Sunday broadcast, 3 p.m. Uh, Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we actually did our first Sunday series uh, this past week, and we finished that up. We, we talked about uh, eternal security, the security of the believer. It was a two-part series, and now coming up next Sunday will be another, uh, another study that, to be honest with you, I haven't really sat down with too much yet. I have a few ideas, and Lord willing, I'll get it all fleshed out over the next couple of days. Uh, so again, you can hear us live on all of the mod, well, most of the mod modern podcasting apps. I'll figure it out one day. And uh, of course, right here on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. All right, folks. Now, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. Now, for more information, all you need to do is head over to the church's Facebook page, and when you get there, uh, just uh, look around. You'll find a lot of really, really great information up there, and also you'll find archived episodes of our podcast. And uh, again, as always, we want to say thank you. Pardon me. We want to say thank you to our pastor, John Monk, and uh, we also want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, those who actually run the Facebook page. Thank you so very much for allowing us to do that. It's been a real blessing uh, to be able to uh, have that connection. And as you know, I don't have a Facebook page of my own. Um, really don't think I want one, and I, I really don't think I need one. But, um, you know, you never know. Uh, I, I talked to produ Mr. Producer about it earlier, so we're looking into something. But... Um, uh, but yeah, but you can definitely find us there, and it's a blessing to be a part of it. And again, we are so thankful to our pastor and our, and our church family for allowing us the opportunity to uh, to use the church's Facebook page. All right, um, let's see. Chase Tobin, Brother Chase, has a fantastic podcast, uh, even though he's a Methodist, but that's okay. We don't fault him for that. Nobody can be perfect. Uh, but Brother Chase has a fantastic podcast called The Three Pillars Podcast, and uh, his little podcast there uh, focuses on your personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. 
Now, Chase puts out a new episode every Friday morning, and uh, I want to tell you, it's a real blessing. It really is. And I look forward to listening to his podcast. And um, they're, they're short. They're sweet. He's, he's not um, as blustery as I am. It doesn't rattle off at the mouth. And he puts together a great Great, concise podcast, and I, I, it's, it's a real blessing. If you haven't checked it out yet, you need to. If you want to check out the video version of it, head over to th- the number three Pillars Podcast on YouTube, uh, or you can head over to Rumble, which, again, as always, is my personal preference. Uh, you can head, head over there and find him at the same, Three Pillars Podcast. Also, his website, threepillarspodcast.wordpress.com. His uh, audio version of the podcast is available on all of your uh, favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, good pods especially. Uh, so head on over there, check them out. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be a stickler, but he's still behind me on the chart. So he'll get there one day. All right, uh, he knows I'm messing with him, and it's he's 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 a great friend, and I appreciate him. And as a matter of fact, he's going to be taking part in uh, in what uh, Claude and I are putting together. So we're excited to have him on board with that. He's he's a great friend. All right, uh, folks, our programming announcement subscription. Now we have a, there's a link up on the website, okay, uh, for the newsletter. Well, newsletter, but it's a, it's a subscription to an to an email list that we're keeping and we've had for quite some time, where we just send out an email just to let you know of any changes in our programming schedule. Uh, I really would like if if you are receiving text messages from the show uh, regarding the show, well, the start times and whatnot. I'm, I'm going to ask that you uh, consider signing up to the um, the programming announcement subscription email uh, because we I've been having a problem with with the text app that I use to send out the uh, the, the text blast for the show and uh, as I'm looking at it right now of the uh, of, of about sixty percent about sixty percent of the folks on our list did not receive the text uh, so that's a lot. That's a big number. So, uh, if you are listening and you can, uh, and you are on the mailing on the uh, text message blast, please consider coming on over to the email list, and we'll we'll be start we'll start doing that with the email list. It's just I think it'll be a better way to go about it, and uh, a little more reliable. And uh, so, let's just head up to the website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, Look for that link and uh, sign up for it. Now, if that's not working for you, you could always email myself at. Uh, uh, info at sort of the spirit podcast, and I'll get that over to uh, to Mr. Producer, and he'll uh, we'll get you up on the mailing list and get it all squared away. All right, let's see. Uh, oh yes, 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 yes. One of my favorites. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, the War Tribe Armory right here in beautiful Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, located at uh, 3037 U.S. 57 here in Eagle Pass. The War Tribe Armory, veteran owned and operated, uh, provides uh, immeasurable services for your uh, your personal firearms and uh, defensive weapon needs. All right. Now, if you are in the market for uh, a custom build, if you are interested in checking out certain gun sales, magazines, holsters, or trade-ins, War Tribe is the place to go. Uh, if you're looking for uh, seracoding for your weapon, you're looking for uh, engraving, cleaning, stippling, um, restoration, uh, refinishing, uh, or repairs, War Tribe is the place to go. And uh, one of the things that's great about War Tribe is since they are um, FFL, is Federal Fire Li- Firearms License hand- Holders, uh, they uh, we, you, you can make a purchase anywhere and have it sent to War Tribe, and they will make sure that you get 
right away. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm in the process of doing that right now. I found this beautiful little Smith & Wesson at, at, a, at, uh, at, at uh, a company online from Kentucky and uh, having that sent over to the guys over at, um, at War Tribe, and I'm looking forward to getting it. They're going to be excited for it. And, and uh, great bunch of guys, great bunch of guys. Uh, had the the opportunity to go over there with a with a couple of people that I know uh, that uh, are going to get some services taken care of there, and uh, definitely something that, um, that you should check out if you're in the area. All right, you can find them on Instagram at wartribe.armory. You can head over to uh, Facebook at wartribe armory, or shoot them an email at wartribe armory one one three three at gmail dot com. All right, uh, folks. Oh, this is exciting. This is really exciting. Uh, very happy uh, to add on Armory One. Armory One provides Texas license to carry certification and uh, leverages over 30 years military and law, law enforcement experience in instructing students in the safe use of firearms. We also offer uh, numerous courses on self-defense with a handgun, active shoot preparedness, home defense, and so much more. Uh, Armory One was established in 2011, and uh, and uh, uh, and Armory One, well, yeah, sorry, established in 2011, started in 2011 after our experience in law enforcement and military careers gave us the tools and training to teach others to defend themselves. Now, to date, Armory One has trained and certified over 2,700 Texans to carry a handgun and defend themselves. And uh, if you want to get some more information on them, you can head over to their website at visit um, at armoryone.com for more information. All right, that's armoryone.com. And uh, plenty of information on there. And as a matter of fact, there will be a class coming up on March 23rd. And again, on March 24th uh, over in Brackettville. Uh, and uh, it'll be a license to carry class uh, in the first portion of it and then an advanced course uh, following thereafter on both days. So definitely check them out. Head over to armoryone.com and uh, get yourself some more information on that. All right, uh, pre-orders for Anatomy of Revolution, uh, Scipio Eriditis' book. It's coming out in just a few days now. Uh, you can get yourself a, a copy by reserving it at revolutionanatomy.crd.co, or you can head over to the firmamentalpodcast.com. See, I got it right this time. Uh, firmamentalpodcast.com or revolutionanatomy.crd.co and get yourself on the pre-order list for the anatomy of a revolution. All right, we told you last week that sword swag is temporarily no more. Uh, we are working to uh, get uh, better deals on the merchandise and we're also looking for another way of getting those things out to you. We don't know if it's going to be based upon uh, a certain contribution amount uh, or or how we're going to do it. We're still working all those details out. But uh, we have a few ideas, and uh, we should be getting the sword swag back up and running probably within the next uh, couple of weeks. So we're excited for that too. All right, socials. Uh, how about this? We have Twitter at, or I'm sorry, X at the SOTS podcast. That's the SOTS podcast. And then also on Twitter, uh, TikTok at the same thing at the SOTS podcast. Uh, you could also find us on Getter at SOTS podcast, Truth Social as well. Uh, Rumble, we have a Rumble channel, believe it or not, we do. Uh, and you can find us there at SOTS podcast. And also we have a page on locals as well. Same thing, SOTS podcast. We try to keep it simple. Try to keep it simple. I don't know how simple it is, but we try to. We do. 
All right, folks, let's see. We got all of that stuff out of the way. And what we're going to do here is we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will be uh, getting into our Bible study for tonight on the indicators of the last days. So take the opportunity, go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a bottle of water, maybe a cup of coffee, and uh, we'll see you when we get back. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay with us. Sing to the King who is coming to reign. Glory to Jesus, the Lamb that was slain. Life and salvation His empire shall bring. And joy to the nations when
Despite being one of the most well-documented and discussed periods of history, the true roots of the French Revolution and Napoleonic era remains largely obscured. As this book will make abundantly clear, that is no mere accident. Discover the conspiracy at the heart of one of the bloodiest eras in human history. In Anatomy of a Revolution, the true story of the French Revolution and Napoleonic Wars by Scipio Eruditus. Available exclusively at thefirmamentalpodcast.com.
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. This is Joe Ruscielo, and it is great to be with you once more time. And uh, one of the things that uh, we usually do is when a listener lets us know that it is their birthday, um, we like to uh, send them a happy birthday message. So uh, to our good friend and one of our favorite folks listening, Anthony, we would like to say on behalf of the Sword of the Spirit podcast and the Sword of the Spirit podcast family, a very, very happy birthday. Okay, well, uh, evidently the track is not working. Uh, Great. We're having troubles again, Mr. Producer, so I need you to check it out. Let's try this way. Nope. Okay. No problem. Happy birthday, brother. God bless you. And uh, on behalf of the Sword of the Spirit podcast, we wish you... Many, 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 many more. All right. Well, now that that disaster is out of the way, let's get back to it here. Uh, Let's see. So over the last uh, three weeks, we have been talking about uh, the critics, uh, according to to Peter, uh, that come along and say, uh, you know, know, uh, in these last days, where is his coming? All right. You know, they, they go around, they, you, know, you crazy Bible believers, you know, have been talking about that for centuries. You know, we don't see anything. We don't see any indication whatsoever that the Lord's near, nearer today than he was a thousand or maybe two thousand years ago. So where is his coming? Well, uh, like I said earlier, we've isolated uh, several things in this series uh, about how you can know that we live in the last days. You know, uh, if you if you listen pay if you listen carefully or pay attention to uh, to most of the conservative talk radio, you know a lot of these conservative talk radio folks, these conservative people understand. Uh, you know, guys like uh, like Hannity and not a, not a big fan of Hannity, but you know I listen to him once in a while. But you know, guys like Hannity and and, and Rush Limbaugh uh, when he was alive and and Mark Levin, uh, you know they understand and understood the problem when it comes to Israel. And anti-Semitism. And uh, they all believe that America ought to be a friend to Israel. 
and good for them. Good for them. I applaud them for that. That's a, that's a great stance to have. But you know something, folks, there isn't one of them that understands what the real problem is. They really don't understand what the root of the problem is because you can't get to the root of the problem without biblical information. You know, if all you do is assess the thing politically, you're at best, at best, in the shallow end of the pool. All right. But until you get into until you get a biblical directive on this thing, you're really not swimming in that deep water yet. Uh, So I got to thinking about this and. what we're going to study tonight, as I've told you before, is we're going to study anti-Semitism. Now, the more that I thought about it, I said that, you know, this has to be in two parts. It, it's going to have to be in two parts. Uh, and you know, before, before I can really address the more modern elements of anti-Semitism and, and what's transpiring now over the last, uh, like, 100 years or so, we, we really do need to go way back way back into the book of Genesis and move forward so that you can have a real complete understanding and comprehension of the issue and what it is. All right. So uh, I don't know if you realize this or not, but, you know, people throw that word anti-Semite, anti-Semitism around. And in reality, anti-Semitism is a misnomer. You know, uh, the the world has accepted that term to mean uh, anti-Jewish. And that's what everybody thinks of when they say anti-Semitism. But you see, there are lots of people Lots of other people that are Semitic people that aren't Jews. Did you know that? For example, Arabs, they're at a Shem. They're Shemites. Uh, the American Indian, an Eskimo, uh, uh, Asian people, you know, the Oriental people in, in a nutshell. Do you know what they are? They're Shemites. Now, you might be scratching your head. Maybe this is something not heard before. But, you know, think back to uh, in Genesis, Genesis chapter six, Noah, right? Noah had three boys, right? Uh, he had Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, and th- those three are the progenitors of the three races. All right. Uh, you have the Shemites, which in a nutshell are, you know, the Orientals. You have Ham, which is the black race. And then you have Japheth, which is the Caucasian race. All right. Now, every one of those races, Every one of them has their own curse and their own blessing. I mean, you know, they they all got their problems. They've all got their issues. But they've also got their rewards. And if you study them in the Bible, you know, and they're not the same. That's that's also important to understand. They're not they're not the same. They're absolutely different. So, you know, if if anyone ever asks you if you're a racist, you can say absolutely. Absolutely. Unequivocally, I'm a racist. You say, Joe, what do you mean? What do you mean? How many people are listening to you say you're a racist? Well, what, do I, what I mean is, is that I believe that there are three different races. And they all think different. They act different. And, and the authority for that is the word of God. Now, understand, I didn't say or imply in any way, shape, or form, that any one is better than the other. What I said was, is they're different. But you know, you know, people can't get that. You know, they cannot. They can't understand that. Uh, you know, liberals just love to call everyone a racist. You know what? Well, I guess I'm a racist then. <laughs> okay. You know, even though I've had black friends and Hispanic friends and Asian friends, and uh, you know, I was a member of churches that had black and Latino and Asian and Indian members. You know. Uh, Folks, I'm a racist only to the extent that I think they're different. They're different. And things that are different are not the same. Now, 
uh, you know, I could go on and on and on about that, but you know, I, I better not. I better, I better shut my mouth there on this because you know some liberal lunatic out there is going to clip something out and take it out of context. And and to be honest with you, we really have a lot of ground to cover here tonight because we're going to try to go from Genesis to Revelation. All right. So uh, now Japheth got his blessings and got his problems. All right. One of the blessings is that his Japheth, uh, Japheth has a hard time standing still. Japheth has a hard time standing still. Isn't that right? Yeah, he just, you know, he does. He really does. Now, every major religion in the world, every major religion in the world came from Shem. I want you to stop and think about that. Christianity, Shemite. Muslims, Shemite. Buddhism, Shemite. Hinduism, Shemite. You see, Japheth doesn't have time to create a religion because he's too busy creating other junk. Amen? That's Japheth's niche. You know, he creates stuff. He invents stuff. He manufactures stuff. That's what he does. You know, just really think about any major invention. Any major invention came from Japheth. Right? The steam engine, the airplane, uh, the cotton gin, that all came from Japheth. Then do you know what Shem does? Shem, he takes what Japheth invents, he takes it back to Japan, he improves it, and then sells it back to us for profit. That's what he does, see? All right, so we're different, amen? We're different. And uh, and understanding that we're different, you might as well just deal with it. But you see, in the devil's world, the devil's an internationalist. In the devil's world, he tries to take things that are different and amalgamate them into one bundle. That's why they keep trying to tell us you know, that, that men and women are really, aren't different from each other. They're really the same. Now, honestly, if you've been married very long or even just observant, you know, you know that that's a lie. I mean, you know, women, they, they think different. They act different. They're just different. And, uh, you know, and that was a design built by God. Now, what the devil does is he tries to pull, pull, pull it all together. And, uh, you know, that's a problem that we see more and more, especially in this day and age in which we live. All right. And that, here's the deal. To really understand anti-Semitism. We have, to, we have to go back to the beginning and understand that it's, it's more than an attack on a group of God's people. It's an attack on God's plan and God's purpose. God had a plan, all right? And he initiated that plan all the way back in Genesis chapter 3. And that plan has moved forward from that day to this. And, and consequently, Satan has put that plan under attack. Now, in time, you know, that, that plan started to involve a certain group of people. And that group of people happened to be the Jews. Now, if it hadn't been the Jews, uh, if it had been uh, Cherokee Indians, then they would be the ones taking the assault. All right. If it had been the Egyptians, then they would be the target. If it had been the Ethiopians, uh, then they would have been the world's problem. It just so happens that God says, you know, my plan is going to move forward with a group of people called Israel. And as a result of that, they are now the target. But going, going all the way back, going all the way back, uh, uh, there, consequently, uh, there, there was a satanic strategy put in place to hinder the plan of God. Uh, and, and that satanic plan is, and strategy is, is what evolved into what we now know as anti-Semitism. All right? Well, let's, let's begin over in Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And uh, so grab your Bible and head on over there while I get some, some water here. On the break, I, I ran out to the, to the uh, mini fridge and 
grabbed a handful of grapes, which is not the best thing in the world to do when you're trying to speak because now it's like lodged in my throat. All right. Now, um, so uh, Satan has been successful in, in activating uh, the temptation against Adam and Eve, okay, in Genesis chapter 3. He'd been successful at it. And, and here's the consequences that are pronounced on them here in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. All right, hopefully you're there by now. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Now, just keep in mind that this is directed uh, to, to Satan, okay? God says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Enmity is, uh, is, is conflict. It's strife, okay? I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Uh, theologians uh, have wrestled with that for, for, for hundreds of years, trying to figure out, um, you know, uh, figure that whole thing out. And, and of course, uh, after the birth of Christ, it became more and more obvious about what it meant, all right? But the devil didn't have any problem understanding it. He understood that from the get-go. He got the message, and here's the message. The Lord said this, there's going to be strife and warfare between the devil's seed and her seed, all right? That's the woman's seed, the woman's seed. But there's a problem with that. There's a problem with that. The problem is a woman doesn't have a seed. The seed comes from man. So do you know what that is? That's the first indication in your Bible of the virgin birth. All right, that's, what being, that's what's being hinted at right there, the virgin birth. All right, now I'm going to get all fancy and, 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 and uh, cemeterian on you, I mean, uh, seminarian on you. It's called the proto-evangelicum, okay? The proto-evangelicum, if you want to be all fancy-dancy about it. All right, it's the virgin birth. That's what it is, the virgin birth. It shall bruise thy head. So that is the woman's seed that comes forth from a virgin birth shall bruise the head of the serpent. That, uh, that ultimately, you know, bruising the head is ultimately a deadly wound, a head wound. And thou, that is the devil, shall bruise his heel. Well, that's what happened at Calvary. That's not deadly. That's temporary. All right? Now, the devil understood that plan. He understood that. And immediately, immediately after the fall and, and the consequences of sin were pronounced upon Adam and Eve, God said, I've got a plan that I'm going to put into motion. The devil understood it. And he instantly connived and conceived and contrived ways to attack the plan. All right, take your Bible. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4. Just a page or two over. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Slew him. All right? Now, now, why in the world was Cain motivated to slay his brother Abel? Well, First uh, John chapter 3. Let's go over there. First John chapter 3. See, this is a Bible study, folks. This is Bible study. This is flipping those pages. This is studying your Bible, comparing Scripture with Scripture. Okay? We don't rely on things that man tell us unless it lines up with Scripture. All right? Scripture with Scripture. 
All right, so we're going to go over here to 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to see if we can get some insight on this. All right, let's try to get some insight. 1 John chapter 3. Have you found it yet? Give me a, give me a shout. Give me an amen. There we go. Heard one. All right, 1 John chapter 3, verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one. So there's lots of thoughts about this, but suffice it for our conversation tonight, the devil had an influence on the thinking and behavior of Cain and motivated Cain to slay his brother. Well, why was that? He said, that's the seed right there. But that wasn't the seed that God was talking about. That was the most obvious seed. And, and so he said, I'll just get old Cain to go over there and kill him. Well, God had a counterattack. You had an attack, and you have a counterattack. The substitution was another son. His name was Seth. He came along over in chapter 4 and verse 25, all right? Genesis chapter 4, let's go over there. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 25. I should have told you to keep your finger there because we're going to go back and forth a little bit. All right? Uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom, whom Cain slew. So... The messianic line then is perpetuated. Now, we learn that by studying the genealogy of Jesus Christ over in Luke chapter 3. In Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, the genealogy is traced all the way back to Adam. Okay. Now, in, in Matthew, it's only traced back to Abraham. That's the legal line. That's Joseph's line. All right. But in Luke, the physician, he's interested in genealogy. You know, Luke, the physician, watches DNA. You know, that's not a coincidence, you know. And, and, and he traces that thing all the way back to Adam, and, and Seth is included. So there's the attack on Adam's seed, and then there's the corruption of the human race through angelic infiltration. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. God saw that the imaginations of man were evil continually. Do you remember that? Well, what propagated that? Well, fallen, demonic types of angels came, Genesis chapter 6, and they cohabitated with earth women, and the result of that was a race of giants. Now, I'm going to confess something to you, okay? Um, it's confession time. Occasionally, occasionally, I'll sit down, all right, and, and I like to watch Ancient Aliens and, and, and other shows like that, you know, but, you know, it's mindless entertainment. And uh, it's all it is. And I have fun with it because I, I try to look at the story, at the, what they're talking about, and I try to place it in Scripture. I try to figure out where they're getting it from, okay? Um, but I was watching this show uh, this one night, and uh, it was this show that where these guys were, were they were chasing down the remains of giants worldwide, you know? And, uh, you know, they're looking for remains and, and, and skulls and bones and, and so on and so forth. And, and uh, you know, more and more evidence seems to be indicating that, in fact, you know, and they're finding them. And, you know, they're all shocked and they're amazed and they're surprised. And, you know, they show this skull and, and, and they say, do you see how big this guy's eyes were as it compares with modern skulls and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You know, this guy must have been nine feet tall. And, you know, and they even 
they even resort to a Bible term from time to time. And in the particular little part that I saw recently was uh, they, they did actually use a Bible term. And you know what it was? You know what it was? Goliath. You know, that Bible says that fallen angels came and cohabitated with earth women and as a result was a race of giants. That's what your Bible says, folks. Stick with your Bible. Let science and education catch up later. They're always centuries behind, if not decades, at least. All right. So do you know what that was? That was simply an effort to totally corrupt the human race. And and the devil was almost 100% successful in doing it. Now, if he was almost 100% successful in corrupting the entire human race once, do you suppose he's going to try to do it again? Do you suppose he would? But you see, God had a counterattack. Do you know what the counterattack was? He found one guy that had some faith. One guy, Hebrews chapter 11. One guy. And his name was Noah. And he had enough faith. He had enough faith to spend 120 years building a boat. I mean, folks, can you imagine that? 120 years. So Noah and his family preserved the seed that the attack was leveled against. All right, now the next major attack comes on Abraham. Okay, now this thing intensifies. All right, it narrows its scope to a particular group of people because God had made a covenant with Abraham. And he said, here's what I'm going to do for you. All right, Genesis chapter 12. Genesis and chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Um, all right, now, uh, and then, you know, that thing just continues on, and then uh, it gets expanded on a little bit later in Genesis chapter 15. And God says to Abraham, um, he goes, I'm going to make a covenant with you. And it's an unconditional covenant. All right, now, there are two types of covenants. There are two kinds of covenants in your Bible. All right. You have conditional covenants and uh, those covenants are based on on human behavior. All right. So in other words, I'll do this if you'll do this and I won't do that if you don't do this. All right. There are some unconditional covenants as well where God says, I'm going to do this and it doesn't matter what you do. All right, now let me ask you a question, all right? And just as a sidebar, just a sidebar, think about it. Is your salvation conditional or unconditional? God says, God says, if you ask me to save you, I will. And you know something? If you act like an, if you act like an idiot, you're still saved. You can act like the biggest idiot there is, but you're saved. And folks, there are saved idiots, okay? And the Lord knows how to take care of them. The Lord knows how to take care of them. He knows how to fix that. Uh, so you have an unconditional covenant that that God forges with Abraham. And uh, not only is that covenant, but 
um, uh, well, uh, let's move on to this. Now, the the more the more the more you study that covenant, uh, the more you begin to understand what's going on in the Middle East today. Okay, and uh, just trying to figure out how to how to move into this, but. Um, Again, the more you study that covenant, the more you get, you're going to see and understand what's going on in the Middle East today. Because that covenant, you see, didn't just involve a seed that God is going to bless. Um, it, it, it involves a chunk of real estate, for lack of a better way to describe it. And that chunk of real estate is over in Genesis chapter 15. All right, That chunk of real estate that God promised Abraham is really a pretty big chunk of land. And historically, Israel has never really occupied the whole piece, ever. I mean, they came close in the days of Solomon, and, and that, that's about as close as they've ever been. But uh, they never really occupied the whole piece because God said, here's what I'm going um, to do for you, Israel, Abraham. I'm going to give you a piece of land that's going to go from Ur of the Chaldees. Now, if, you don't, if you're not familiar, Ur of the Chaldees, that's over in eastern Iraq. All right. And it's going to go all the way to the Nile River. That's about a thousand miles. And then it's going to run all the way to Mount Ararat, which is southern Turkey. And it's going to be a triangle. And then go back into its place of origin. All right. That's a thousand mile equilateral triangle. Folks, that's a big piece of real estate. That's a big ranch. Have a lot of cows in that place, good. So the ground. The ground, as, as we mentioned last week, is holy. The ground is holy because God said it was holy. The first thing, folks, the first thing that God ever called holy in your Bible was a piece of dirt. Do you ever think about that? The first thing that God ever called holy in your Bible, and you can look it up, you can track it down, chase it down if you want. The first thing that God ever called holy was a piece of dirt. Before he called his name holy, before he called his people holy, before he called the triune Godhead holy, he called a piece of dirt holy. He said, Moses, you're on holy ground. Take your shoes off. All right, now anything that's holy will be under attack. That is that, 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 is that God designates as holy. All right, so that's part of the problem that's going on over in the Middle East right now. Now, tragically, our government, not just recently, but for a very long time, has been telling Israel that that's not really yours. But folks, it is. It is theirs. Well, how do you know that? God said so. God said so. Um, all right, now, so the attack comes on Abraham and his seed. All right, the first attack was, was, uh, was, was Sarah, his wife. And she was taken into Pharaoh's harem when they went down into down to Egypt. If you remember that over in Genesis chapter 12, uh, God's counterattack was Sarah uh, was delivered by the Lord's intervention. Pharaoh commanded to murder all the Hebrew infants in the day of Moses. Do you remember that story? God had a God had a counterattack. He had a counterattack. The birth and preservation of Moses. You see. Uh, the attempted destruction of the Israelites at the Red Sea in Exodus 14. What was God's counterattack? Well, he divided the Red Sea, and then what happened? Well, the Egyptian army went down there, led by Pharaoh, and God closed the Red Sea up. He drowned them. So attack, counterattack. Attack, counterattack. 
And you see that consistently as you work your way through the Old Testament. And, and it's always against a people that God has, a, has designated to be part of a plan and his program. The attack and the, and the counterattack. The attack and the counterattack. Now, this attack and counterattack doesn't, con, does not consistently pop up against the Philistines, right? It doesn't pop up against the Jebusites, the Gergesites, the Canaanites, the Syrians, the Persians. It's always the Jews. And it still is. And as I, I and I've said it before, and I'll repeat it again. Why in the world does it does does it make any sense that a mere fifteen million people worldwide? That's the entire Jewish population, folks. Fifteen million. I mean, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the seven billion, eight billion on the planet right now. Why are they always the bullseye? And a tiny little strip of land. Why? I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, because it's God's plan? Could that be it? So then this thing moves on. Take your Bible, go over to 2 Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel chapter 7. And, you know, God, you know, you know as, and God fine-tunes this covenant program as he goes on here, right? First uh, Samuel, no, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Now here's David. David's having a conversation with the Lord, or should I say the Lord's having a conversation with David? <laughs> All right, let's pick it up in verse 8. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8. Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David. All right, so this is the Lord speaking to David through the prophet Nathan. Okay? Uh, now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. Well, one of two things here is true. Either God still got something in mind for their future, or God lied. It's one or the other, right? It's one or the other. Because they have moved. They have been afflicted. God said, I'm going to plant them, and they'll never move again, and never be afflicted again. Hmm. Verse 11. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee in house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thy house and thy kingdom shall be established forever 
before thee, thy throne shall be established forever. Now, just by casual observation, what would you say? Would you say that this is a conditional covenant or an unconditional covenant? It's unconditional. Amen? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Did God say, if you commit iniquity, I'm going to disregard you, throw you away, or reject you? What did he say? He said, I'll chasten you. That's what he said. I'll chasten you. I'll give you a good whipping. But he didn't discard them, did he? No. No. He now now this is this is what's known as the Davidic covenant. All right. You have the Abrahamic covenant. God made a covenant with Abraham. This is what I'm going to do for you. No questions about it, period. It doesn't matter if anybody likes it or not. It doesn't matter if the White House likes it. It doesn't matter if the UN likes it. It just doesn't matter. Now, do you think God's impressed with all that stuff? Do you think God gets up in the morning? I mean, seriously, think about it, right? <laughs> These are the things I think of sometimes. Do you think that God gets up in the morning and looks at Fox News and gets heartburned? I mean, really? <laughs> do you? You know, I could show you passages of Scripture that will show you what God's probably doing when he watches all that stuff. You know what it is? He laughs. He laughs. Check out Proverbs chapter 1. He laughs. All right, so this is the, this is the, the Davidic covenant, covenant. All right? Let's uh, take your Bible, go over to Psalm 89. Psalm 89 for a confirmation or affirmation. You know, part of the reason why the Arabs are so mad is because they're not part of the covenant. And you know something? Even Muhammad knew that. He told them himself. Muhammad himself told them, don't mess with the land. It belongs to Israel. Now, of course, you know, they ignore that. But I guess that's just like a lot of Christians, right? And That's another sermon, though. All right, Psalm 89. Psalm 89, verse 20. I have found David my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him, the enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him, and I will, I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. And I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also will I make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore. And my covenant shall stand fast with him. An unconditional covenant. That's the Davidic covenant right there. You know, it's, it's important for people to understand this. All right, it, it's, it's really, it's important. When I taught theology in discipleship classes or if I, if I did one-on-one -on -one, uh, discipleship, you know, the first thing I do, the first thing I do, theology 101, is take them through the covenants. All right, because you've got to understand the basis of what we're working with. You know, um, we go to the covenants and then we'd start to study, you know, um, the, you know, most theology courses start to study uh, with the attributes of God. I start with the covenants, and then I go to the attributes of God because, you know, once you grasp the covenants, once you once you grasp them, and you get a you, you get a much better picture of the attributes. Right, God's mercy. See, that's an attribute, isn't it? It's important. 
Now, there, there are lots of examples, lots of examples, lots of illustrations uh, of attacks on David's seed. And, um, you know, we're not going to go through them all in great detail, but I'm going to give you a couple so you can, you can go and you can look them up on your own and study them for yourself. Because, uh, folks, each one of these is, 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 is incredibly interesting stories. Incredibly interesting. Uh, the thing is, they're 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 fairly lengthy, so we're not going to get into them all. But you know, to tell the story, uh, it, and and in some of them, th- there are um, you know a lot of personalities involved. Uh, for example, for example, there's the story of uh, of Athaliah. All right, all right, that's a woman, not a man, and she's a murderer. That's what she is. She is bad to the bone, and she she is one bad woman, and um, so. You know there are attacks. Uh, Jehoram's uh, murder of his royal brothers. God had a counterattack. Athaliah's murder of the royal seed. God had a counterattack. And uh, Hezekiah, Hezekiah, who who's a good king, and part of part of the seed of David, he's left childless and he's near death. Do you remember that story? You know uh, that guy's going to die, and God mercifully extends his life fifteen years. And it's in that extension where he has some of his children uh, and, 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 and some seed. So attack, counterattack. Attack, counterattack. God's really good at it. He is really good at it. You know, you know God's got a left hook that will put anyone on the canvas. All right? Uh, then we get to the book of Esther. All right? And if you remember the book of Esther, uh, there was a man named Haman. And if you remember, Haman's plot to exterminate all the Jews in the Persian Empire. Do you remember that? So that was the attack. Haman devised this attack, and it was satanically inspired to exterminate the Jews. But God had a counterattack. And Haman ended up getting hung on the gallows he built for his adversary. So, uh, uh, and, then, and then you have the attack on Joseph, on Joseph's seed. Now, when I say, when I say Joseph, I'm talking about Joseph, the husband of Mary. All right? Uh, go with me over to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew in chapter 1. Oh, folks, only when you understand that it's been a progression of attacks and a progression of attacks and attacks and attacks. And you know, and you know what, what your Old Testament really is? Your Old Testament, it's, it's really a record of those things. That's exactly what it is. And that's what... You, you just by looking at the examples we've given you, you can see that it's God showing you that He's got a plan from from Genesis three. Now, of course, you know Ephesians chapter one says that He had a plan before the foundations of the world, but it was revealed to us in Genesis chapter three, verse fifteen. All right, and and then from that point forward, as the plan moves ahead, it develops, it goes, it moves. It's constantly under attack, but God always rescues the situation through one avenue or another. Now, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 16. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. So all the generations from Adam to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. All right, so this is the legal line to the throne of David. Now, there's a problem. There's a problem. Verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child 
of the Holy Ghost. That's a problem. Joseph said, what am I going to do? I mean, what am I going to do? He was a righteous man. He was a noble man. And uh, verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. All right, now, according to Deuteronomy chapter 22, if he was to follow the exact law of Moses, he could have had her stoned, you see? But he said, man, I just can't do that. I I can't. I can't do that. I'm going to see if we can deal with this matter privately. Somehow, I'm going to figure a way out. And then, all of a sudden, God says, hold the phone there, Joseph. Hold the phone. I'm going to intervene. Verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now, you know... I don't know if you've ever really pondered that. You know, as, as far as Joseph knows, that's never happened in the history of mankind. You know, 4,000 years of history, this is an absolute first, a biological impossibility. And don't you know that this guy is saying, say what? I mean, at the very least, at the very least, he had to be just baffled. But uh, the Lord gives him assurance. That, that this is, in case, the fact, all right? Verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The primary purpose of the coming of Jesus is right there, folks. It's right there, to save us from our sins. Attack? Well, so it's dealt with. God's counterattack, divine revelation and instructions. And then, of course, you know, the story unfolds, and, and in the next chapter, Herod's command for the slaying of the infants, um, you know, then the wise men came saying, you know, we seek the king of the Jews so that we may worship him. And then Herod says, you know, oh, yeah? Oh, I'd like to worship him too. And when you find him, you bring news to me. And then the angel revealed to them that they should go another route. And, when, and then the wrath of Herod incurred, and he gave the command for the, for the slaying of the infants. Again... God's counterattack, divine revelation and instructions in Matthew chapter uh, 2, verse 13. He said, take your family and get moving out to Egypt. And so they went for a while. All right. Now, there's a variety of attacks on Jesus during his incarnation, meaning uh, while he's here in the flesh. And you can imagine the attacks that came on Christ because he is the real seed. He's the real deal. And so he's going to be attacked. And you know something? If you're one of his, you're going to be attacked. And if you love him, you're going to be attacked. If you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, somehow, some way, you're going to be attacked. Now, I know, I know that that's not, a, that's not really a Joel Osteen message. I know that. But I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. And we can reinforce that with a lot of scripture. You know, and, and, and the, the, the spirituality of America today is about an inch deep and a mile wide. 
You know, we, we have, we've raised a generation of Christians that really don't want to pay any kind of price. They don't want to suffer. Uh, they don't want to have to be ridiculed or mocked or in any way or inconvenienced because of their Christianity. You know what, folks? That's not apostolic Christianity. That is not Bible Christianity. Uh, quite to the contrary. Quite to the contrary. You know, study the missionary journeys of Paul. So the attacks on Jesus were, were many in his life. Many. The uh, satanic temptations in the desert in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke 4. Uh, you know, read them for yourself. You know, the attempts to stone Jesus. The, the, the temptation to evade the cross. You know, he did occupy human flesh, folks. He was God made manifest in the flesh, wasn't he? He was tempted in all ways like as we are, yet without sin. And so... Don't you know that when Jesus knew the perils of the cross and that they were fairly imminent, uh, he struggled with that thing. He struggled tremendously with it. And so there was a temptation for him to evade the cross. Uh, you know, there, there were many attempts to kill Jesus before he went to the cross. And then when he was on the cross, the Pharisees ridiculed him, right? They laughed at him. They said, if you're really the son of God, come on down off that cross. Come on down. And so there were many attempts. Many attempts. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Uh, we're going to take our last break of the night here. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be back right after this.
found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
Well, amen, amen, and <clears throat> amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, man, this is some study that we've been going through tonight. Uh, really, really, really enjoying this, and uh, uh, I hope you're getting a blessing out of it as well, and hope that you're making some, um, some, uh, laying some groundwork for you so that you can uh, try to at least uh, get the idea of where we're going to be going with next week. All right. Now, what we've been studying here tonight is the attack and the counterattack, the ca- the attack and the counterattack. Now, when we get to the cross, when we get to the cross, it's no longer a counterattack. It's a provision. And, you know, all through the church age, it's not a counterattack. It's a provision. Now, we could really we could probably spend a whole lesson on this, but, you know, God doesn't go back on the attack until the tribulation period. Then he goes back on the attack. And, uh, you know, think about it, though. Doesn't your Bible call God a man of war? Well, sure it does. Sure it does. And uh, if, you, if you really study your Bible, you, you, especially in the Old Testament, you know, he's characterized by, by all kinds of um, uh, military language, military metaphors. But uh, right now, though, he's not on the attack. He simply provides his people like he provided for his son as he went to Calvary with the necessary provisions to get him through the thing. And he does that for you, and he does that for me. He provides us with the necessary provisions to get us through whatever it is we're going through. For example, the, strengthen, the strengthening of Jesus Christ on the Mount of Temptation. All right? The Father's reassurance in John chapter 12. The Son's determination to obey the Father's will. The Son's sustenance by the Holy, by the Holy Spirit. And by, and by Bible doctrine in Psalm 31.5. Now as a result of that, Jesus won the first victory. He won the first victory on the cross by submitting to the cross. All right? There, and, you know, there is a Bible principle, though, that needs to be observed in, in, in this situation. And, and here it is. And a lot of people miss this. You know, too many Christians want to bypass this. And and the Bible principle is this. The cross first, the crown next. And folks, there are too many Christians that want to bypass the cross and go straight for the crown. It don't work that way. It didn't even work that way for Jesus Christ. He went to the cross. And so, you know, we're, in, we're instructed that, you know, sometimes we have to bear a cross too. You know, you bear the cross, and the crown is in the future. Now, Jesus Christ, you know, I, I hear people say things like this from time to time, and, you know, it, I understand the sentiment behind it, you know. Uh, you know, he's my king or, 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 or things of those natures, right? But, folks, you know, Jesus Christ hasn't received his crown yet, but he will soon. He will soon, when he'll be declared the King of kings and the Lord of lords. All right, now go with me uh, over to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to have to start to wrap this up. We're coming up on two hours already. Uh, Colossians chapter 2 and uh, verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Well, how did he do it? How did he do that? Verse 14. Verse 14, look at the last phrase. Nailing it to his 
cross. Jesus went to the cross, through the cross, and because of the cross, he secured the first victory, which entitles him to the next victory, which is when he returns in Revelation chapter 19. All right? So there's a divine provision. Now, some of us would like God to be on the attack right now, wouldn't we? Sure, of course we would. We'd like it. I'd like it. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because that would please our flesh. That would. That would satisfy our flesh. But, you know, we're a special, uh, weird, unique kind of people. Some of us are more special than others. Uh, But we are. We're a special, unique, weird kind of people, biblically speaking. You know, we're not supposed to serve the flesh, are we? Uh, and, and, you know, where to understand the battle that you and I are presently engaged in is not a fleshly battle. It's a spiritual battle. So, you know, one day the Lord's going to uh, go back on the attack. But right now, but right now that's not his M.O. Right now he simply provides things. For, for example, all right, the next attack on the word of God. That's the next attack. It's on the word of God. Uh, that started way back in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1 when the devil said, Yea, hath God said? You know, you study the mount of temptation. Study the mount of temptation. The devil's quoting scripture to Jesus. But as, as the devil's procedure is, he misquotes it. Or he leaves something out. Or he adds something to it. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Don't subtract from the book. Don't subtract from the book. Don't add to the book. That book is under attack. It's always been under attack. The Word of God. All right? God has made for some wonderful provisions by preserving it. Now, you know, a lot of people, and, and you know, you read... You read doctrinal statements by various churches and groups and, and, and so forth, and they say, we believe in the inspired word of God. Um, okay, great. So do I. But I go one step further. I don't just believe in the inspired word of God. I also believe in the preserved word of God. Go with me over to Psalm 12. Psalm 12. You know, a lot of people think, Christians think, that, that God wrote a Bible and then he lost it. That's why they're constantly clunking around in the, in the Greek and the Hebrew and, you know, and, and, some, and whatever else. You know, God must have lost his book, but he didn't. He didn't. All right. Now, uh, I was in a conversation. Oh, some time ago with, with some guy and uh, nice guy. You know, I'm not going to say he wasn't, but nice guy. And he was trying to convince me that there's no rapture. And I said, well, where'd you get that idea? Well, it turns out he was a, it was a very strict disciple of some TV preacher. I, I forget the guy's name. Uh, I forget the, the, the name of the outfit. It was something chapel. Um I think it's Shepherd's, Tra- Shepherd's Tra- Chapel or something like that. Um, whatever it was. They don't believe in the rapture. 
Okay. So this guy was discipled by this TV preacher for, for, for years, like many, many, many years. And he became convinced there's no rapture. Okay. So I asked, well, what do you do with First Thessalonians chapter 4? Now, so what does he do with that? So he said, well, he goes to the Greek. So I said, oh, okay. Which one? Uh, well, what do you mean? I said, you did know that there's more than one Greek New Testament. Which one does he use? Does he use Sinaiticus? Does he use Vaticanus? Uh, Stephens or, or Nestles or, or Westcott and Hort? Which, which one does he use? Because uh, you see, all that guy's doing is parroting what some other guys told him without studying it for, you know, for himself. And if, you, and if you've been listening to this podcast for any lengthy period of time, any period of time whatsoever, hopefully even after just like 10 minutes, hopefully you've noticed what I try to do. I try to encourage you to study the book. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. You study it. You read it. You have access to the same Holy Spirit that I do if you're a believer. And you know something? I make mistakes. I make mistakes just like everybody else. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. All I can do is give you a few pointers along the way. But you get into that book. You study that book. Psalm 12. Psalm 12, verse 6. The words of the Lord. Words. Words. That's plural. Isn't it? Words? Might kind of make you think that he meant all of them, right? The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. You know, some of the new translations, we talked about this when we studied the history of the Bible a few weeks ago. But some of the new translations mess with that. And they'll say, thou shalt keep him. Keep him. That doesn't even make sense. There's no antecedent to him. It's bad grammar. Thou shalt keep them. What's God going to keep? The words. The words. That's what he's going to keep. The words. So God said he would preserve them. I believe he has. I believe he has. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's why I really don't fool around with a lot of that stuff, you know. You know, I know a little Greek. He runs a great diner back home in New York. I know a little Hebrew, too. He runs a, a, a little pawn shop, too, that I know of. Okay, that's bad. I know. All right. Boo, hiss. Hey, uh, Mr. Producer, we got to get a we got to get a boo and a hiss uh, sound file for the board here. Okay. Um, okay. So, but the point is, the attack is on the word of God. The attack is on the word of God. Then, then the attack is on the royal family. All right. Now I see eyebrows going up. The royal family. What are you talking about? Well, that would be you. That would be you if you're a saved, blood bought, born again believer in Jesus Christ, 
that would be you. Go with me over to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Now, in all seriousness, though, I, I did have to study some Greek and some Hebrew. I really didn't have a choice. And in, um, you know, in the 20-plus years of, of reading and studying my Bible, I think I found maybe two occasions where it was helpful. Two. Maybe. Two. And to be honest with you, I can't even think of one of them. But I'm sure there were two somewhere. Oh, yeah, I remember one. Uh, one was over in the book of Revelation where it talks about being overcome with sorceries. Uh, the Greek word for sorceries is, uh, is uh, uh, pharmakia. Pharmakia, all right? Uh, it means drugs. That's what it means, drugs, all right? Pharmacy, pharmakia, you know, I mean, that's a little helpful, right? I figure most sorcerers are on drugs anyway, so you, you, know, you can come to that conclusion, you know, all on your own. You don't need the Greek, but okay. All right, now... Um, I don't know where we were. Where are we? Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. All right? So there's an attack on the royal family of Jesus Christ. That's every believer. All right? Now, is God on the counterattack on your behalf? No. No but he's given you a divine provision. Do you know what that provision is? It's the whole armor of God. That's what it is right there. That's what it is. And that's what you and I need to put on daily, the whole armor of God. That's not an attack. That's a provision. All right, now we get off into the tribulation and the attack intensifies greatly on Israel. All right, now... Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, all right? And I try to do that as faithfully as I can. I do. I try. I pray for Israel, even though the vast majority of them are uh, 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 Jews are, are, are lost, uh, as God indicated that they would be at this time, all right? We pray for them. You know, we support missionaries over there in Israel that they're, you know, in my church, we support them. And, and you know, I, through, the, through the Sword of the Spirit podcast, we try to send them some support when we can. But we support missionaries over there in Israel that are doing everything they can to convince Jews to come to Jesus Christ. You know, we love Israel. We do. And my greatest fear for America, my number one fear for America, it's not the economy, even though it's something that we need to be concerned about. It's not a watered-down military, which is something we need to be concerned about. It's not national security. You know, it, it's it's not a fence on the southern border that, to be honest with you, I, look, I live on the southern border. I live in Eagle Pass, you know, the, that hot spot in the news. Uh, you know, we, we need that. But that's not my greatest fear. My greatest fear for America is we have an administration that's not a friend to Israel. And that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a, that's, that's a problem in the court of heaven. All those other things... God will take care of those. And God can take care of those. But when a nation turns its back on God's earthly people, God says, okay, you're on your own. Folks, the last thing in the world you ever want to hear is God say, you're on your own. 
Now, thankfully, and God knows, you know, God's not ignorant to these things. God knows. He knows that there are a lot of Americans that are supportive of Israel. God knows that. But I think we need to let our support be known. I think we need to let our voices be heard in, in, in any way that we can. Uh, you know, contact your local elected representatives. Say, hey, look, if you're against Israel, I'm against you. I mean, you can say it exactly just that way. Let them know. Let them know that there's huge support out there. Now, in the tribulation, Israel's going to be under a phenomenal attack. And I, I got off my little political soapbox there. Sorry about that. But um, uh, in, tri- in, in, in the tribulation, Israel is going to be under a phenomenal attack. And God is going to go beyond the provision plan, and he's going he's gonna to go back to the counterattack. The counterattack, the counterattack, and the deliverance of the Jews at the second advent of Jesus Christ. And then finally, the incarceration of Satan in Revelation chapter 20. But you know something? The whole thing, the whole thing from Genesis all the way through to Revelation, the real problem, the real problem is a satanic attack on God's plan. And it just so happens the Jews are, are, are an intricate part of that plan. And that's why there's so much animosity, hatred, and anger, and, and voices of annihilation perpetually lifted against that people. Like I said before, if it was the Cherokee Indians, that would be a problem. That would be a problem. You know, if it was the Italians, that would be the problem. You know, but, it, but it's the Jews. It's the Jews. And then finally... At the conclusion of the millennial kingdom, you have you have the uh, the Gog and Magog rebellion, and and once again, God has a counterattack, and the annihilation of the last revolutionary. So you, so um, you could read about that on your own. All right. Now, next week, next week, excuse me. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk more about. Uh, modern anti-Semitism, you know, what's been going on in the last 100, 200 years, uh, what's going on presently, uh, and, and why all these indicators just seem to keep pointing to the fact that Jesus Christ is at the door. Jesus Christ is coming soon. And I believe he's coming very soon. And all of these things are indicators. But uh, for tonight, I wanted you to have a little bit of a background here, and I wanted you to see that you know, this has been a long-term procedure that's been, that's been going on and going on and going on. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for tonight. We want to thank you, Lord, for the preaching and the teaching of your holy word. God, tonight, we just pray for the nation of Israel. We pray for peace in Jerusalem. Father God, we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ would come and come quickly. Father, we pray and we thank you for your book. We thank you for the truth that is contained therein. And God, we just ask you to continue to bless us uh, with your book through the preaching of your word. And God, uh, just hedge us about and protect us as, as a country. Lord, I pray for, for my state of Texas. God, I pray that, uh, that cooler heads will prevail, that it would not uh, fall into any kind of uh, uh, conflict that would be uh, devastating. But God, I pray that you would raise up folks within this great state uh, as we uh, have been debating back and forth here on this subject of, uh, of Texas. And Lord, you know, I'm a, I'm a supporter of that. And God, I pray that uh, if it's your will that it would happen. God, I pray that that you would uh, that you would allow it to happen, and Lord, that uh, that this country, this state of Texas, would once again be free. 
And Father, I pray and I, I lift all of this up to you and I thank you tonight and I bless you for it. In the precious name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, all right, folks, that will just about do it for us for our Thursday night Bible study. Thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight. Uh, don't forget to head on over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Click on that contact section. Send us over any comments or questions you have. Also, look for that support this tab, this support tab on our website. If you could help us out with a contribution, we would appreciate it. Folks, until next time, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. That's about it, really.